0: Venom, 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 Venom. Ah, that is a very silly song. Welcome back to Nerd Nebula.
1: Episode Episode 1.
0: Official episode 1. It's good to be back. I am your host Raz and I'm joined by... Jacob. Jacob, big, strong name. Are you going to say something?
1: (laughs) I had nothing to say to that.
0: It just felt like you had to say something afterwards, but okay.
1: Yeah, I had I had nothing to follow up with.
0: <laughs> but anyway, this is the year of Spider-Man.
1: It's definitely shaping up to be, be a great year for everything Spider-Man.
0: Starting off with the Avengers movie, where Spider-Man had a big role, big heart-wrenching role.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, especially so soon after homecoming which was last year obviously but having the character go through everything you went through in that movie sort of really showed the actors chops it really showed that he was yeah. a, he's a good actor even though he is quite young and he definitely fit the role of spider-man
0: yeah yeah i do think tom holland is a great actor and a great spider-man M- maybe not as good as toby mcguire was i still feel like he had the the best awkwardness about him but tom holland is a very 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 close second yeah yeah continuing with the year of spider-man spider-man ps4 now the second biggest selling game
1: of the year
0: of the year not just playstation of the year
1: yeah so far quite impressive it's quite impressive yeah.
0: i mean obviously the year still has a, a few more to months go. To, go. Yeah, yeah. to go but still second best-selling game on a singular platform there's yeah. is, there's is quite something, Jacob.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty stoked to see that the that Spider Man's making a bit of a comeback. He was he was one of my favorite sort of y type comic books growing up, and then there was all the PS2 games and all that, which was so much fun. And it's good to see him making a bit of a comeback in in that sense.
0: Definitely, definitely. Like it is the best, like hands down, the best Spider Man game of all time. Like there's no contest. With the trend as uh, the year of Spider-Man, Venom. Venom has his own movie now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited to go and see it. I'm going to go and see it in the next week.
0: No spoilers, of course. Spo- it's, this is going to be a non-spoiler talk about Venom, but... I'm gonna say this. It's very weird that Venom like has his standalone movie because for the most part in the character's history, he's been a foil for Spider-Man. And to be introduced into this Spider-Verse that Sony is making outside of the MCU, to have just him as an origin story just feels a bit jarring to me. I don't know how you, how you feel about this subject yeah it's an it's
1: definitely interesting i think out of if you were going to choose anyone from the spider-man mythos or universe whatever you want to call it and put them as the main character of their own origin story venom is probably one of the better ones because he's more anti-hero than straight villain whereas everyone else sort of you know you can wrap up their origin within about 20 minutes of a movie and yep. then they just have them being the villain like they did with dr octopus and they did terribly with shit what was jamie fox's character in there? he was electro that's the one electro
0: things i liked about the movie let's start with that number one i liked that uh venom does not have the white spider symbol on him he gets that from spider-man yeah he doesn't choose to be a evil reflection of spider-man until after um this the uh, symbiote mixes with the uh, Peter Parker so him just being a symbiote a black symbiote with nothing else was quite good they didn't like butcher the character in that way the second thing is I like that he doesn't have um, wall crawling abilities or the ability to uh, shoot webs again he gets that from a spider-man he's just a symbiote yeah with all the abilities of a symbiote attached to a host yeah the action scenes are quite well done I must say, like, there's especially one chase scene on a motorbike that is in the uh, trailer. You can see some parts of it in the trailer, but in the movie, it's heavily expanded on. Probably one of the better chase scenes of the year, if I do say so myself, is it's it's a very well done chase scene. And uh, the ending was decent. It wasn't an ending that made me go, oh, fuck. I feel nice. like it ended on a on a high note, and it set up the rest of these of, of this uh, Spider Verse that Sony's making. Oh, and um, Tom Hardy makes it for a very um funny, very confused Eddie Brock. Yeah, I'm interested. To, I'm interested to see how
1: he does as Eddie Brock. He he's I mean he's a great actor. We all know that. But of course. Seeing him in that sort of anti-hero role, the the duality of being him and the symbiote is going to be quite interesting i'm I'm quite looking forward to seeing how he does
0: i can safely say that he did a good job as eddie brock cool but now i'm going to talk about some of the bad stuff and jacob there's a lot of the bad stuff
1: uh yeah
0: yeah uh i'm gonna start with the characters if your name isn't eddie brock venom or um the main bad guy i can't remember his name he's such a forgettable villain that i just can't remember his name yeah. But anyway, if you're not one of those three characters, you don't really matter in the movie. Um... The rest of the characters aren't really characters. They're more a plot device to interact with Eddie Brock. Oh, I'm here to give Eddie this. I'm here to tell Eddie that. I'm here to move uh, the plot forward by doing this to Eddie. Yeah. It There's not actually. I, I, like There is chemistry, but it feels more forced than anything else. Yeah. It feels like the script needed more meat on its bones. There's some really odd scenes. Like there's one particular scene where Eddie Brock is being chased, right? Yeah. And um, security is on his trail. The guards come up on either side of him. They look at him. The shot doesn't give any indication that the, the uh, guards don't see him. In the next shot, the guards come face to face and Eddie Brock is nowhere to be seen until the camera pans up and he's hiding in a, in a tree there's no way that the guards didn't see him climb that fucking tree like it's just stuff like this it it makes the movie seem sloppy
1: yeah yeah i mean that's quite a regular uh visual trope that they'll use for a lot of comics and cartoons and stuff so maybe they wanted to try and sort of bring that out of the comic book but it, you know, they always do it down the hallway and then all of a sudden it pans up and the person's, like, holding themselves between the two walls or uh, yeah, just yeah, but... putting the lid back on the grate to the vent or whatever like that. It's very overdone trope. It's very, very cliché these days.
0: It is, but they were going for a very dark movie, so if they were trying to bring the aspects of the comic book, the more hokey aspects, it just feels very jarring. Yeah. Another thing that I... So it was just dumb, just fucking stupid. The research facility, like the main villain's research facility, apparently doesn't have any fucking security cameras because people waltz in like how they want. Three separate instances where a character just walked in and no one batted an eye.
1: Oh god.
0: I was just watching the movie and I was just like, so they have security guards but they don't do anything. They don't have security cameras and they're supposed to be one of the biggest research facilities in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that that doesn't sound like it makes sense at all. In the grand scheme of the of things, it's not that important, but it's such an odd detail to leave leave out of the thing that that yeah. it, I just felt like it took me out of the entire movie.
1: A lot of those sort of Marvel movies will have bits like that, like you know Ant Man and all these, and then they'll they'll do that classic line like, "How did you get past the guards?" And in yeah. reality, they just walk right past them because they're nowhere to be seen.
0: Yeah, it's just something that I. No, at, at least for me, it was very jarring. And um, the last thing that I would say bad about the movie is that the final fight scene is rushed. It's It takes less than two minutes, probably, and uh, it has some really bad CGI in it. Oh, fun. The fight scene was set up, it happened, and then it was over, and so is the movie. Right... Like, honestly, it's like fight scene, epilogue, which takes like two minutes, end the movie. So there there was no
1: real resolution to anything? It was sort of, it it did feel quite rushed?
0: There is resolution, but it was like one, two. To me, it felt like they could have expanded on the after effects of the uh, story more. Right, right. Yeah, no, well, I guess I have that to look forward to. But Venom isn't the only thing that is building the um, Spider-Verse. There is another Spider-Man movie coming out on Christmas.
1: Oh, yes. Just a couple of days after Christmas. I'm looking forward to that.
0: Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse.
1: Nah, mm. it looks great.
0: It honestly does. For people who might not be aware of what it is, it's an animated movie by Sony Pictures. The big draw of this movie... Is that the main character is not Peter Parker, it's Miles Morales, the Black Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, seen in it's... an alternate universe, yeah. so it's not the Peter Parker universe, it's, yeah.
0: Miles Morales is from the Ultimate Universe. But I don't think they will address this in this one, I think they will just address it as just another universe. Yeah. And uh, joining him is the original Peter Parker, the the original Spider-Man. In the trailer, it it doesn't give much information about how this happens. There's an accident involving a hydron collider of some sorts, devised by Wilson Fisk, maybe? Possibly. From how it looks like in the trailer. And a lot of spider people from different universes end up in Mild Morales' universe. Yeah. And then I'm guessing from the trailer, they have to reverse the effect so that each one of them can go back to their own individual universe and probably stop the collapse of miles one
1: yeah yeah
0: that that, that's that's
1: pretty much what i got from the uh, trailer the main thing that i got from it was that it sort of it plays on each of the different universes characteristics and tropes and then it sort of the way that it looked from the trailer was it it's not going to feel like seven Spider-Man characters. It's going to feel like your standard superhero group all together and they've all got their own little quirks and everything. And it's, it, it looks like it's going to work really well as, as a group as opposed to everyone sort of feeling like they fight for attention and everything.
0: Yeah, basically it's an all-star Spider-Man cast. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Basically what it builds up to. I would like to talk to you about the different Spyro people that were shown in the trailer. Maybe you know a few of them. And if not, maybe I can just um, tell you a bit about them so you have a better understanding of who they are and maybe get hyped about the movie a a bit more. Does that sound good to you, Jacob? Sounds good to me. All right. So you already know the original Spider-Man yep peter parker yeah you're very familiar with the character but are you familiar with miles morales
1: a little bit but not as much i've 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 read a few of the comics and that sort of stuff but i haven't really delved too deep
0: miles morales is basically uh, was intended to be a hip new version of peter parker in the ultimate universe yeah had an almost identical origin story to him. He was bit by a radioactive spider and uh, took up the mantle of Spider-Man. And his costume is a complete um, reversal of um, Peter Parker's um, costume. Like it's black with red. It looks pretty damn dashing if I do say so myself.
1: But anyway. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting. It's a I suppose not interesting, but it's it's a nice take on making it his own and so that of you can see that it, they had the same idea, but they went about it different ways, sort of yeah. thing. It, it doesn't feel like it's just the same thing again, and it doesn't feel like it's completely and utterly different. They've, they've done really well with the redesign.
0: Peter Parker and Miles Morales have interacted um, in the uh, comics at least a few times, most notably during the Secret Wars 2 storyline in 2015, I'll have to say. And since then, uh, I think they're, because I haven't caught up with Marvel comics in a while, but, uh, but since then, I think they live in the same universe. Right. Another Spider-Man that is shown is Spider-Man Noir. And this one is an alternate Spidey from the 1940s. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, he's more of an assassin kind of Spider-Man, more um, hard-boiled detective kind of vibe to him
1: yeah yeah feels like you're watching a noir movie without without just being a detective solving a case it's more yeah it's the extravagance of all the superhero but with that sort of feel to it as well
0: he wasn't bit by a radioactive spider he got his powers from a, a spider god he encountered an artifact and when that artifact broke he was bit by a spider which was an avatar of a spider god and it gave him the powers of the spider-man of that times which was always like a very interesting take on the character um, yeah
1: yeah there's not many of the uh other i mean a lot of the other comics and everything have dabbled with the multiple universe thing and that that's quite a common thing for uh, marvel to dabble, dabble with as well and it's kind of interesting to see that, that that's sort of the only one that's really dabbled with the noir other than maybe Batman, I think. But there was DC, obviously.
0: The next spider person is Penny Parker and her mech SP-slash-slash-DR. If this one seems a bit odd, is because it's based on anime. Yeah. To even run the mech, someone needs to have compatible spider DNA. And to get that compatible spider DNA, the individual needs to be bit by the spider living in the mech's head right yeah it's if it seems overly convoluted it's because it is it's it's that
1: very anime jrpg feel to it
0: out of all the um spider people on this list penny parker is the one i am least familiar with and by least familiar with i literally know from just one story yeah yeah i i don't have much to say about her because i i I really don't know but i would hope that in the movie they expand on her character a bit more because it does seem interesting even though i know it sounds kind of odd to say far-fetched in a spider-man story but (laughs) it it does seem a bit far-fetched
1: yeah it's that very contrasting like everyone else is sort of just their own entity they're their own person whereas she is two people yeah technically i suppose the mech, mech is its other character i'm interested to see how that plays in with the movie and how how that mech acts and whether or not it's its own personality or whether it's it just feels like a a random thing that sort of pops in every now and again to do the damage that penny parker can't do or yeah
0: yeah yeah i mean yeah, yeah it'll be an interesting um juxtaposition to have peter parker miles morales doing the whole you know webbing thing and there comes yeah. penny parker with a giant fuck off mech just like ruining everything
1: yeah that'll be that'll be interesting to see how because i mean spider-man's also meant to be quite sneaky and
0: and very limber and very, yeah no.
1: and be, it'd be interesting to see a, a tiny girl with a giant mech running around wrecking stuff and see how yeah. sneaky that gets yeah.
0: and speaking of stuff that comes out of left field spider ham peter (laughs) porker yeah the the backstory for this is the main character was a spider bitten by a radioactive pig (laughs) right and then he became spider ham a, a spider with the body of a pig it's
1: yeah i i don't know how i feel about this one it's
0: it's It came from the 1980s era of Marvel Comics. Like, he lives in a a universe full of anthropomorphic animals. So, like, every one of Spider-Man villains is is an animal as well.
1: Right. Maybe I need to do a wee bit more research into that, because that actually, it does sound pretty cool, to be honest.
0: As long as you don't take it seriously, it can be a pretty fun read, although a bit dated by today's standards, but still a pretty fun read. Yeah, I find going like,
1: back and reading a lot of the, the Marvel comics and stuff, they were great for their time, but if you go back too far, it's very... they do get quite dated.
0: Again, like with Penny Parker, I don't really have much to say about Spider-Ham. I've read a couple of his comics. They were very kid-friendly. For the novelty, it's a fun read.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a bit... I don't, I don't know how I feel about it either.
0: And we come to the last one that was featured in the um, uh, trailer. And probably the one I'm most excited about, Gwen Stacy.
1: Spider-Woman.
0: Spider-Woman, also known as Spider-Gwen. Yep. Coming from an alternate universe where she was the one bitten by the the, uh, spire and took up the mantle of Spider-Woman. It was a very, very, very popular run when it first came out. And even to this day, a few years later, the book sells for quite a pretty penny. Yeah. In this alternate universe, she's more of a she's more of a punk.
1: Interesting. Yeah I, yeah, I saw like the the shaved head and the well shaved sides of the head and the the alternative sort of hairstyle and even even like the the costume seemed very alternative and gothic. The the black and white sort of made it feel that
0: yeah. way. Yeah, what I'm mostly looking forward to this is the interaction between her and Peter Parker because obviously. Peter Parker failed to save his Gwen Stacy yeah. back when Norman Osborn first became the Green Goblin. So just seeing Peter Parker face-to-face with a, with a version of Gwen Stacy that survived her early 20s, it feels like it would be quite a good exchange.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting it's Interesting to see how they sort of play off each other. They, they don't really allude to much in the trailer. They sort of introduce her and then cut off to something else.
0: That's good, because I, I don't want to be spoiled by anything. Like I want a trailer to hype me up about a movie, but not give me everything yep. about the movie.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And to close off our discussion about Spider-Man... Let's talk a bit about Spider-Man for the PlayStation 4, the DLC that's going to be coming out. And um, Insomnia Games, who developed Spider-Man, said that there's three episodes coming out. First one is will premiere on October 23rd, and it will involve Black Hat.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting.
0: Black Cat uh, appeared in uh, the game, but voice only. Right. It led Peter on a wild goose chase. It was eluded that she will appear later on in the story.
1: Right, so there was that little bit of foreshadowing
0: and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Black Cat is uh, one of uh, Peter Parker's old um, school friends, Felicia Hardy, which uh, later he found out that is the thief known as Black Cat. And during the comics, they have an, a an on and off romance. She's kind of like Catwoman to Batman. Yeah, I mean, you can even relationship
1: get just from the the name and everything that she was sort of their ode to to Catwoman without being as yeah, yeah. sort of I don't know dark and brooding as Catwoman can be in a lot of the depictions.
0: Black Cat is going to be part of the uh, three series of episodes known as The City That Never Sleeps. So Black Cat is just episode one. Episode two and three haven't been... The villains for episode two and three haven't been shown or, like, even talked about. What I want to ask you, Jacob, are you familiar with Spider-Man's villains? A few of them. His a few of them. rogue gallery... What would you like to see in episode 2 and 3 of the DLC? What villain do you think would be up for the challenge?
1: So, since I haven't played very much slash at all the game, who are the, yeah. who are the main sort of villains and everything that pop up in, in the main game?
0: So you have Wilson Fisk, but he's only in the uh, prologue. Yeah. There's Shocker, Vulture, Scorpion electro mr negative dr octopus
1: right who do i want to see those are a lot of my favorite ones uh is it sandman he's he's from sandman yes yeah that that would be quite a cool one to see how they do he was always very fun he was always really cool i liked him uh carnage of course
0: i feel like you can't have carnage without venom
1: Yeah, so it'd be kind of interesting to see if they do add Venom into the into the game later. As as
0: I feel like Venom is something you would want for a sequel, though. And how do you reckon it would play into it? Do
1: you reckon it would be another playable character, or just another another villain, or a a villain that you turn to your side later on? Or what do you think? I feel
0: if they're smart about it, because there is. I'm not going to talk about spoilers from the, from the game because you haven't played it, yep. but if they're smart, they would introduce Venom as a villain, and then towards the end of the game, he becomes more of an anti-hero, like he is yep. in the comics, with another villain that's going to be the main villain for the main story arc.
1: Yeah, that, that, I feel that's like what I would hope for.
0: What I would hope for villains for episode 2 or 3, I do think Sandman is a great choice. Yeah. But the other one I would like to see is um, Craven the uh, Hunter. If you're hunter. familiar with the character,
1: I haven't seen much of that character, but I know he's popped up in a few of the comics that I've read. Why don't you sort of elaborate
0: more for our listeners? Of course, of course. Craven the Hunter is basically his. He started off as a an actual hunter, like hunting for a sport. Yeah. But soon realized that the most dangerous prey is man so he became a, a bounty hunter and one of his biggest um you know his biggest bounties has been spider-man I and like it. to this day he remains one of spider-man's greatest villains at least in the comics but that's the character that's one of the characters which i would like to see for the dlc craven and sandman i think are two very good choices yeah uh
1: doc croc doesn't make an appearance does he who dr croc the lizard that's the one i don't know why i keep calling him doc croc (laughs) and now i've just got a mental image of a doctor wearing crocs and i can't get it out of my head
0: oh i feel like that would be spider-man's greatest villain doc croc
1: (laughs) if doc doc and the lizard somehow Fused fused together yeah did the fusion dance
0: uh doc croc yeah i'm i'm looking forward to the dlc and since we've been talking about spider-man ps4 i would like to move into games we have been playing or games we are looking forward to yeah would you like to start
1: jacob i have been going back and playing a lot of indie games lately a little bit of faster than light ftl oh it's quite a fun we uh i suppose it's roguelike um very, very sort of, like, minimalist and very, very fun, very addictive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, been playing a bit of that and a wee bit of Terraria. Ooh, i two heard. Side-scrollery, uh, pretty better than Minecraft-style game. A lot All of crafting, right, yeah? a lot of um, the same sort of stuff that you get in Minecraft, but there's, like, boss fights and lots of enemies and, yeah, it's a lot of good fun. And I just found out that there's a lot more mods than what I used to play with, so I'm, I'm looking forward to modding it and having some fun with some other bosses.
0: Alright. Yeah, I've heard very good things about that game.
1: So much fun. I've put a lot of hours into making random stuff on random worlds.
0: <laughs> Alright. Anything else that you've been playing or are looking forward to?
1: The only sort of games that I'm looking forward to are, the, are some of the bigger AAA titles like Red Dead Redemption... And of, course, of course. the new Metro game, whenever that comes out. Oh, oh. Metro Exodus. Exodus looks fantastic. I mean, oh, yes. those games have always been very well polished and very well made. But this one just looks above and beyond the other games. And I'm very, very much looking forward to seeing how that plays out when it, when it comes out. The trailers have me very, very hyped. As opposed yeah, to other yeah. things I'm looking forward to i just recently saw the trailer for daredevil season three the netflix marvel universe uh oh yes oh that looks good i like how the... the first season was very very dark and him killing a lot of people and then the second season was him sort of trying to deal with trying to be the hero that the city needed but being violent enough to stop it but not being too violent and And this one sort of seems like he's just going down the rabbit hole and just diving headfirst into that, headfirst into the darkness. And I, he was always like, he always had quite a dark side to him in the comics. So I'm looking forward to seeing how dark it actually goes.
0: Yeah. What I like about the trailer is that it seems to be focusing mainly on Daredevil. Like there's no Punisher, there's no iron fist luke cage jessica jones it's just a story about daredevil and kingpin
1: yeah well i mean all the individual series that the people in the defenders have brought out since the defenders series they have all been very just about that character like i just finished uh, jessica jones season two the other day and there's not much sort of yes. crossover they sort of mention it a few times And make a couple of jokes about it. But they don't really focus too much on what has already happened. They focus on their storyline.
0: Yeah, I watched Luke Cage season two. And uh, Danny Rand appears in it towards the end. Like he's in maybe two or three episodes.
1: I haven't seen the end of that season yet. I've I've watched the first half. I'm probably going to watch the second half of it. uh, Probably even this weekend, to be honest. And I Mm -hmm. did watch uh, Iron Fist season two and really enjoyed it really yeah, same. enjoyed it same i probably enjoyed the second season a lot more than i enjoyed the first and i think that's because after the defenders the actor playing danny rand sort of found his footing a little bit more and has come into his own he's sort of there's enough sort of backstory behind it that now he can just sort of get on with playing the actual character rather than trying to explain who he is to all the people that don't know who he is yeah yeah if you get what I mean,
0: yeah, I, I get you. I get you. I get you, Jacob. What I've been, uh, what I've been playing or looking forward to, I actually been playing quite a few number of games that have been that I haven't played in a while. I recently bought Final Fantasy IX off the PlayStation Network.
1: Very nice
0: final fantasy 9 is my favorite game of all time i grew up with it i've played it a stupid amount of times i i know that game inside out and having it for the playstation 4 with updated graphics um kind of like new mechanics implemented into the game is just mm, c'est magnifique
1: yeah i uh that's one of the only uh final fantasies of that era that i didn't finish so I I think I'm going to have to go back and play it again and finish it. Because both my flatmates will, will to their dying breath, are adamant that that is the best Final Fantasy. And I strongly disagree because uh, I think 7 is the best. Of course. So of course. we get into the odd heater debate. Yeah. But I think it's because I also haven't finished the game. So I think I need to finish the game before I can really comment on that.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. I bought Mafia 3 for 20 bucks.
1: Yes, very nice buy. <laughs> it
0: is a very nice very buy. Very fun um, game. I've been meaning to play for two years, like since it first came out. I can't remember why, like, I never got around to it or I had something else to do, something else to play, and it just got pushed more and more back. And I finally saw it on sale for 20 bucks. So I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to buy it right now and play it. And yeah. I've been loving it
1: such a fun game i I only played the first bit of it because i had it on an old pc and that wasn't really handling it very well and then i was like no 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 i'm gonna wait and play it on a on a console where it's optimized and all that and then just sort of never got around to it because i'm kind of like that with games lately
0: that's fair enough i mean you want the best possible experience definitely out of your product Yeah. Speaking about getting the best possible experience out of a product, <laughs> I, know I this is going. want to rant a bit. The subject of my rant is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. <sighs> I used to love Assassin's Creed. I really did. I loved Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, Revelations 3, 4 was just a gift from God. But since then... Unity, Syndicate. Yeah, Unity and Syndicate were just shit. They were yeah. poorly optimized. Yeah. The frame rate gave me a fucking migraine. And just the, game, the games themselves took a step back. They weren't as fun. Like they tried to implement new mechanics and different ways to of moving about the world, but it just something was missing. It just felt the same thing. And then Assassin's Creed Origins came out and everyone was praising it, raving about it. This is Assassin's Creed back to form. And I bought it on the PlayStation 4. Now, let me tell you, the PlayStation 4, the frame rate of that game is, it's not terrible, but it's not good. It dips below 25, 24 frames per second. Yeah. And that's just normal gameplay. And I know that's not a big thing for some people. I get that, but I'm very sensitive to frame rate changes. And I know that's a very me thing. But for me, I couldn't I haven't finished the game because honestly, I can't play the game more for like two more than two hours without my eyes hurting or I have a headache. While the PC version, the frame rate is good. Origins on PS4 and Xbox one, was poorly optimized and that continued in assassin's creed odyssey yeah the same technical problems exist the same glitches and i'm just like i don't want to play that again i don't want to get really hyped up about franchise i loved and then just have it feel like a massive letdown yeah crap out of me being let down I'm not sure if you've read up about um, some of the news about the game. I've
1: I've read a little bit about it.
0: Are you familiar with sites like Polygon are saying about the 15-hour grind?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty interesting spin.
0: Basically, what it is, is that to level up your your character and um, being able to do all the fun assassin stuff with him or her, because you can choose to be a male or female, which is yeah. quite good.
1: Yeah, yeah, I really like that. The, the, sort of the two different character paths. that
0: To be able to um, upgrade your assassin, you have to earn experience because it's more of like an RPG. Yeah. But to be able to do all the stuff, all the fun stuff that you want to do, you have to grind for ten to fifteen hours, but you can bypass all that by um, buying what is generally called a time savers pack, which skips the entire grind. I don't, yeah, you...
1: I don't think it so much skips the entire grind, but it speeds it up because it's just a fifty percent exp boost, which is a lot. So it yeah. sort of takes away because from what I was seeing, there was. If you can't one hit like you know, you do can like in Assassin's Creed you can do the the one hit assassinations if you sneak up on someone. But in this game, if they're, you know, a couple of levels higher than you, you cannot do that. So this yep. sort of helps speed up the rate that you level up, so you're less often going to find people that you can't take out. Which kind of puts it on a little bit easy mode, which I yeah. kind of find I don't know. Like it changes the whole pacing of the game, and I remember reading in the the Polygon article about it that it felt like you you feel like you're cheating, but it makes it a whole more enjoyable game. So it's kind of like they know that you're gonna want that, so they try yeah. and monetize on it. Which I don't exactly. Agree with. I don't agree with that.
0: It's with the it's with another the... ten dollars on top of the price that you're paying for the game. Yeah ten dollars to have fun that's that yeah
1: i mean just, i mean i'm sure the game is still going to be fun without that 50 percent xp boost it just means that you are going to have to grind a little bit more and gain experience through doing stuff a little bit more and i can sort of it, it, it's sort of like you pay ten dollars for easy mode or you play it on medium that that's what it feels like for me that's what I'm gathering from what I've seen so far. And I kind of feel like that's a really shitty way to do it. It that's, is. Like, I can understand wanting to have the... I can understand having the long build-up for the start of the game. I, I like a game that makes you build up your stuff. I like a game that makes you sort of scrounge and fight. But I don't like the fact that you have to... That you can just like pay ten dollars and make it really easy for yourself. It just takes away from the immersion. I I I reckon that that is a terrible move on their part.
0: Oh, it is. And to be honest, if it was just there, if it was just the ten dollars for you know the fifty XP boost, I wouldn't really have a problem. But the game is. filled with micro transactions. Yeah. Every panel, every under every corner, there is like hey, you can get this, you can get that, you can get this, you can help yourself with this. It just feels like they're trying to suck as much money out of the consumer as possible with absolutely no shame. Yeah. After you buy a game and you pay the price of admission pretty much, you don't pay more to keep playing. And this is exactly what the game feels like to me. You pay to keep playing. Otherwise, you're not going to have as much of a good time as you would if you paid. And to me, that's incredibly shitty.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting. Like, I I really do want to play that game before I make too many rash judgments. I like the fact that so this is going to be... a It's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit contradicting to what Polygon have said with the 15 hours feeling like a massive amount of time to sort of get into the game. I like the fact that... Because, I mean, you're playing sort of the Greek Odyssey. It's, yeah. It's, it's in the name. And I like... Those are quite... There's a lot of backstory and depth into all those, those classics. So I think it's going to be... I can understand what they were going for where they wanted it to feel like that. And they want you to sort of take all of that and everything that happens into consideration. But I, I think that 15 hours may have been quite a long time to do that. I'm hoping that, because they were saying they got lost and all that sort of thing quite a few times. I'm hoping that that's not everyone's, sort of feeling when they play that game and i'm hoping that it's not gonna be what everyone takes away from it i hope that a lot of people don't just like play it for 10 hours because like these guys were saying they played for about 10 hours and then they see the screen with the name on it and they're like oh shit this is just the prologue and i really hope that people don't just like play to there and then be like oh fuck it i'm i'm not gonna play now because because it's taken this long to get here it's gonna take me a massive amount of time to get anywhere else and i hope they don't really
0: there is something they may
1: have shot themselves in the foot
0: there is something to be said about having too much content well jacob that covers all the topics that
1: that pretty much wraps this up yeah yeah.
0: without any further ado i shall uh, bid you goodbye and farewell until our next meeting
1: Until next
0: time. Thank you for joining us, listeners. And um, we hope that you enjoyed our ramblings, as always. (laughs) And uh, we look forward to having you join us on episode two of Nerd Nebula. Until then, goodbye.
1: Auf Wiedersehen.